0: Hey guys, so three years ago I went to a self-development seminar of Tony Robbins. It was six days of intensive work on our own psychology. We went deep into our beliefs, our values, our reference experiences that kind of drive us to this day. And we were trying to discover and find out how we operate as human beings. It was super intensive, 6,000 people and lots of emotion, lots of intervention. But I have one very particular memory that I remember to this day. It was a moment when Tony called on stage a guy named Ryan Hudson Peralta. Ryan came on stage and he was sharing his experience with one of the exercises and what he learned and what he went through. And I remember how how natural and genuine and excited Ryan felt about what he went through. And i've noticed that he he felt like he was genuinely feeling that stuff like it was not like a state pump when you just like pump your chest until you feel encouraged and then you crash two hours later he was he felt genuine and this is the this is one thing that i've noticed and the other thing i've noticed is that ryan was not having arms and legs and several things happened in that moment the first one was that i like on, on a complete autopilot, I felt a kind of pity for him. And I have no idea where that thing came from. It just like, like went over me. And I'm like, like that's weird because like, like there is, I have zero reason to feel pity for him because he's right there probably in better state and in a better emotion than most of the room. So this whole thing doesn't make, like this whole pity thing doesn't make any sense. And I was like, where else am I doing this? So then I dig deeper in that. And one thing that I made a decision is that I'm gonna get to know this guy better. I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to know this guy deeper. Like I got super curious and super intrigued, intrigued, intrigued at the same time. So I Googled him, I YouTubed him. I could find some stuff, you can too. And today I'm super happy because I, three and a half years later, I did an interview with him. It was, I really enjoyed the interview actually. It's the interview where I laughed the most. So (laughs) I hope you're going to enjoy it too. So, yeah, no more talks, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan Hudson Peralta. Man, like like, I'm doing something wrong here. Yeah. So. yeah
1: um, you know, uh, it, it's funny because uh, being at those the Tony Robbins events, it was so strange because, you know, I've heard of Tony Robbins and I've been following his career for a long time. And ever since I was a kid, I remember my parents listening to Tony Robbins tapes and uh, CDs. And, you know, when he would talk about, you know, like creating positive energy and, you know, and changing your state, it was like, it was crazy because he was, was like talking about things that I've been doing my entire life and I didn't know there was like a name for him or other people did them. And I just, so it was a lot of fun like being there and people to hear like him talk about how he does things and how they align with things that I do. So it's pretty cool.
0: I see. Yeah. Sounds like you have a really awesome parents, I think. Like, like from, also from, from the videos I, I've seen with you on YouTube. Yeah, my
1: parents are uh, amazing. I I definitely wouldn't be who I am today without without their support. I mean, they've they've always had my back. They still have my back to this day. I mean, you got to realize like when I was born, there was no there was no technology. The technology wasn't there to know that I had a disability at all. So um, the day I was born, the doctors took me away from my parents and and uh, they're like, you know, well, we want to see see my son, bring me my son, and they like they kind of like fought with her and they said, hey. There's something went wrong, uh, went wrong, and uh, you know it, we understand if you don't want your son. But so we wanted to let you know before we let you see him that there's something wrong. He has no arms and legs. And they're like she, my mom's like I don't care. My dad's like I don't care. We want to see our son. Bring me, bring me our son. And um, so there's I, I've been doubted since day one. And my my parents, my number one and number two biggest fans and biggest supporters. Um, like I said, they've always been big, big, huge supporters of me.
0: That's really awesome. So so for those of you who are listening and, and don't really know you, how do you define yourself today? How like, who are you? for uh, I
1: always tell people when I email them or you know, if, if they haven't met me yet, I always tell them I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a designer. I'm a mentor. I'm a motivational speaker who just happened to be born without arms and legs. Um because I don't let my disability define who I am I I define who I am myself by being all those things and uh being having a disability is just is just one one part of who I am and it's and it's not like I said it's not something I let define me it's just it's just a label you know I always tell people you are what you say you are if you're if you're sick and you keep telling yourself you're sick you're you're sick if you if you're if you're disabled, then you keep telling yourself you're disabled or you're hurt and you keep telling yourself you're hurt, you're just gonna keep being that. You're just gonna keep being
0: what you say you are. So it's like it's like like identifying ourselves with something specific and then holding on to that really tight out of like feeling of control, even though it's bad and and not really helpful. Yeah,
1: there's so many people in this world that, you know, they, they you know, they face they face things, you know, they, they face a disability or depression and anxiety and the thing is they you know they keep labeling themselves and they keep telling themselves that they have that those things and and it's not like telling yourself that you don't have them they're gonna make it go go away but if you just keep telling yourself and keep focusing on that negative thing that's happening in your life it's just gonna it's gonna just continue to own you and you know you need to own own yourself and you know write your own write your own your course you know like you know, like life is open book, right? You know, you're, you're your own author, you can write the page however you want. You can choose to start it out that, I could choose to start out every day of my life that I was born without arms and legs, or I can start with all those other things, those great things that, those, you know, those things that make me who I am. And, you know, the, the cover photo tells you that I have no arms or legs, but, <laughs> you know, but the pages inside talk about who I am.
0: Yeah. So what are the things that you enjoy the most these days?
1: Uh well I, I enjoy getting out of the house and that hasn't happened lately. <laughs> I I enjoy uh I enjoy I I love warm weather. I love going to the beach. Um I, unfortunately I live in Michigan so there's not there's not many beaches here in, in Michigan, the United States. It's a cold area. But uh, I love uh traveling. Uh my son and I were just uh we were just in Dubai last year and that was that was a beautiful it's like another world there it was nice and warm all day long and uh the be- the beaches were beautiful it's a beautiful
0: place mm-hmm. yeah so I, I would like to ask about about the things you do that, that seem impossible to do because i think it's also what's well that's what i'm curious about and i'm sure that other people too i saw you riding a skateboard uh riding a plane and many others can you share can you share more what else you you where you defied the odds of what everyone thought was possible
1: well there's not really many things that I've wanted there's not really anything that I've wanted to do that I haven't done um like you know when I when I was 16 years old I wanted to drive a car the uh, doctors and the therapists said there was no way I was gonna be able to drive a car so I literally had to invent my driving setup so I had to design my driving setup so uh, it took me a few years and we raised some money to to do it my my vehicle I'm, the adaptations to my vehicle alone cost $50,000. So the, the vehicle plus $50,000 for me to drive. Yeah. So after me designing and we raising the money, I started driving when I was 18 years old. And then, uh, you know, I, I wanted to drive a, a four wheeler. And, you know, I, I just went to the store and bought one. I started driving, a, taught myself to figure <laughs> out how to drive a four wheeler. Um, my cousin is a, is a pilot, he has his pilot's license. And he called me one day and he said, Hey, do you want to go flying? And I said, yes, I'll be there in five minutes. (laughs) And I was 20 minutes away, but I literally got there like, (laughs) and I I flew there in my car. And um, we we started flying around and uh, he said, do you want to fly? And I said, yeah, absolutely. So I started flying the plane. And um, I actually, after about 10 minutes of flying, he said, do you want to land it? And I said, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) I want to do this. And, uh, you know, he he was there to back me up in case anything went wrong, but I 100% landed the plane uh all by myself
0: Wow! and you've ne- and you've never flown a plane before
1: never flown a plane before no no
0: <laughs> So, like, so you basically basically <laughs> landed the plane intuitively uh, Correct. Yeah. yep yeah that's correct yeah <laughs> i'm just thinking about like what are the odds of surviving this like like under whatever <laughs> circumstances
1: <laughs> yeah um you know it's funny because uh he told me that like he always knew my mom when I was a kid my mom always said one day you're gonna fly she always knew that I wanted to be a pilot you know when I was a kid I wanted to be a pilot and uh my cousin said that was one of the reasons why he went to get his pilot's license was to be able to take me up flying anytime I wanted so I thought that was really cool but I've done so many so many amazing things that uh that just defy the odds of like when I was born the doctor said I wouldn't be able to do anything and so uh anything I do now is just a miracle to them they said I would never have a regular wheelchair go to a regular school or have a regular job and I've I've done all those things and more like I said I've drive a car jet skis four wheelers flown a plane man I uh I you know I've gone surfing I mean I've 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 done it all or I'm I'm gonna do I haven't I haven't skydived yet so I definitely want to do that one day
0: yeah awesome yeah Wow. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm really blown away. Cause like you, you're really basically, you're really saying that like nothing is really impossible. And, and I love that. I love when you said that there is nothing you wanted to do and didn't do. Like yeah, just, absolutely. I tell people all the time. That if there's, something impossible.
1: Yeah. If there's something that I truly want to do, I'm going to do it. If, if, uh, if there's something ever that I maybe want to do or maybe want to do one day and I haven't done it yet, like, I truly haven't wanted to do it, you know, a hundred percent. When I when I want to do something a hundred percent, I'm gonna figure out and I'm gonna do it. I mean, there was no there was no book written for living with no arms and legs, right? So like everything that I do is just it's I'm self taught. I figure it out. It, I call it fail and figure it out. Like every day, I'm you know I want to do something. I want to try something. I fail at it and I figure it out. You know, people say like uh, failure is not an option. I think I've seen that on a, on, on shirts and bumper stickers and I, I get i get what they're saying but my saying is uh failure is a must because without failure you're not going to learn without failure you're not going to figure things out and uh, so that's why i say failure is a must
0: i see i love that i, I, I love that i'm thinking what's the what's the it, it looks like like nothing is really um like nothing can really stop you. So I'm I'm curious. What's the challenging? What's the most challenging part? I remember in, in one video you talked about like other people staring, and that that that's, that's that that makes like the whole thing kind kind of kind of difficult. Can you elaborate more on that?
1: Yeah, staring really doesn't bother me. Um, it's just something I've gotten used to. I mean, you know, it's just it's just our natural. It's our, our first reaction to like look at something that's different. You know, I was watching a, a show on television yesterday with this family. They're all um, little people, and um, you know, and I'm watching them walk by people on the street, and then just like their reaction is, is the same thing I get. You know, and it's it's something that you just get used to. Um, in the video you're talking about, I talked about when I was younger and I was I was dating, and I would go on dates and like kids would stare and people would stare and. I just didn't want my date to feel uncomfortable at the time, um, but really, it, it never, never really bothered me.
0: I see. I think it's like, like because because it's really because you really look different. I think it, um, in a way, it helps to get it helps to let go of the want for validation. Because like when, when when other people look at you, or that's a, that's at least my experience. If I find myself in a situation when all the attention is on me. Then the chances of doing something stupid and feeling bad like goes goes really higher. So if you're really exposed to this all the time for quite some time already, and getting getting used to this can paradoxically be kind of advantageable, right? Like being more free from more free in, in your intent and from the outcome.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a definitely a good way to I'm gonna use that from now on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's
1: like I said, it everything in everything in life you have a choice right you can either and in this situation and people staring is either i can let it bother me or i can just live with it and you know there's no there's no reason to let it bother me because no one's hurting me physically um you know yeah. they're just out of curiosity they're just looking and uh, so you know it's it's just something I've, I've learned to to deal with and and uh learn to get on with
0: yeah how do you feel when, when someone is pitying you or how do you how do you deal with these situations if if it ever happens?
1: Um yeah, you know, I I'll hear people like, oh, people will say, Oh, I feel really bad for you, I feel really sorry for you. It doesn't happen often, but you know, once in a while you get somebody and they'll be like a lot of times there'll be somebody online, they'll be like, Oh, I feel bad for you. They're like, have you scrolled through my Instagram account? Like, don't feel bad for me. I have like I have like one of the most amazing lives ever. Like, <laughs> keep scrolling. <laughs> Like don't don't feel bad. Um, so you know, I just, I did. You know, it's it's not really. That's just their their personal feelings taking over, and you know, it's just like staring. It's just that's their reaction to me, and so I just try to help them learn that you know, it's okay. Um, my life is great. My life is amazing, and there's nothing to feel sorry
0: for. Yeah, I have a grandma who is in who is in like extreme self for for decades, and to her it seems impossible to get out of that she's 80 now and and she, she is like she genuinely feels that she's objectively being hurt so much that there's no way around it and i think like it's and you are a living proof of that that it's all a psyche and it's all a matter of perspective
1: yeah self pity is tough um i i do a lot of mentoring and um life coaching and and i have you know and just people i run across and you know have members of my family or friends um when it comes to self-pity i i don't allow it like like i just tell people like i'm not gonna let you feel sorry for yourself like that's 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 a joke like that's you know but your grandma's a different situation she's how old 80 something 90 something Yeah. yeah at that point you know i can't tell her anything but really like i could i could feel sorry for myself every single day of my life I could pity myself every single day of my life, but where does that get me? Nowhere. It gets mm-hmm. me literally nowhere. That gets me in a, a negative hole and a and bad mindset. And um, it's just, you know, like I said earlier, you have a choice. Everything you do, yeah. you can either, you can either, you know, feel sad about it, be mad about it, or you can, you know, learn to deal with it and live with it. And and that's that's what I choose to do, you know, with my situation. Yeah.
0: I I'm, I'm curious do people ever complain to you like what, because self pity is basically about complaining and i would feel stupid if i were complaining <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah people uh people definitely people definitely complain to me about their life and but see i uh you know i don't i don't think bad of them at all it's like you know it's like uh it's like a bodybuilder you know they go to the gym and they train and they build up their muscles and they get big muscles and uh, you know that's something that I've been able to do my entire life. I'm 40 years old, so it's taken me 40 years to get to where I am at this level. Um, so I can't look down on somebody for having a bad day or, you know, feeling feeling a certain way about themselves because you know that's just that's just how they how they are or you know how they are in that moment. And, and all I can do is uh, you know try to help them. So.
0: Yeah. And what do you do when when they are complaining? Like how how do you approach this this thing?
1: Well. The, the first thing you do is whatever is bothering you. So you, you focus on all the positive things in your life, the, all the things that you're grateful for. Um, and this is a trick that I've done ever since I was a little kid. Like My brother wanted to play baseball, and I couldn't play baseball. Um, so what I did was I get to coach baseball. So I started coaching baseball. So, you know, I'm thankful for the things I can do. I have a, I have a sharp mind where I, can, I learned the game of baseball, and I was coaching, I was coaching kids that were older than me, uh, when I was 12 years old. Um, and then, you know, I got older and, and, and just things will pop up. And if you just focus on the positive, you see the silver lining in everything, then, you know, it helps it helps squash the, the negative things that are happening. You know, people will say, oh, you know, uh, I got a flat tire in my car today and driving to work. And, you know, and they start focusing on that and they're focusing on the negative thing. Well, you know, some people don't have a car. You could have been on the side of the expressway and you could have got, you know, hit by a car. There's so mm. many, th- like, you're alive right now. I always say, if you're struggling with something to, to be thankful for, start with the air you're breathing. Mm. So, you know, and then you build, up, build upon that.
0: Yeah. I also heard another, another sentence, like, if you, like, assume that tomorrow you will only get the things you are grateful for today. And suddenly yeah. you have a whole bunch of ways and a whole bunch of things. To yeah now you're at the you know risk of losing all that yeah yeah I, I was watching the other video you made after after the, the uk youtube channel made it and you 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 mentioned about how people went crazy about your age
1: yeah that, that was that was really that was great <laughs> there was like um i don't know someone counted someone i don't know, someone with too much time on their hands counted uh, they said there was like 400 or 40 comments about are you sure he's 40 years old are you sure he's 40 years old please make the one one comment was you need to make a video about how his uh skincare regimen
0: <laughs> i thought that was that was great yeah <laughs> i was watching the video and i i intentionally went through all those comments and i was i was laughing so hard because like some of the people are really crazy and i just wrote three.
1: Oh great that's awesome one is like
0: like, the, the, the one comment that got 70, like, about 75 uh, re-comments was, like, yeah, but let's talk about how young he looks. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, the, like, the storm started. And the first comment is, like, I turned 40 this month, and I look like a cryptkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone goes, like, he looks like his kid's brother. <laughs> and then, like, and, and this one just blew my mind. There's is, there's is someone who said that you look so young because you look some kind of face moisturizer. <laughs> and then there's an, there another guy who, who said that face moisturizers are not healthy for your skin. And then these two these two guys start starts fighting. And they <laughs> fight over like 15 comments about whether moisturizer is or isn't healthy for your skin. Oh, and We're literally attacking the other one by saying <laughs> like you're so illiterate that you wouldn't even be able to spell the ingredients of the skin moisturizer (laughs) and i'm like i'm done
1: oh man oh that's great yeah the youtube comments man you could just go on they're going for days people just just keep going back and forth that's great thank you i needed that laugh that was good
0: (laughs) so what's the the real secret do you really use your um, skin moisturizer
1: (laughs) no skin moisturizer that guy's
0: gonna be like yep
1: see i was right (laughs) told you no no told you skin moisturizers were bad <laughs> yep no skin moisturizers at all actually i just i don't know i i mean i was in the sun a lot too so i i thought i would look older than i am but but people the funny thing is people think uh when my son and i are out at a restaurant or anywhere they're like oh are you guys brothers and i'm like no nope, this is my son they're like what no way <laughs> every every single time so that's funny
0: that's funny um you talk a lot about about fear as well like like when you i was watching the other video and and you were sharing about how when you are supposed when, when you are going to do something that's going to defy the odds at first you need to have really the confidence that you can actually make it and that allows you to to, to do that thing how do you how do you get to this place because like, like overcoming fear is basically the number one the number one problem people are solving in self-development and even generally in in the world so so do you have any philosophy around this or what's your rule of thumb
1: and again this is this is something that i've worked at my entire life and so when i when i say it to people it's like they're like oh okay well yeah i'm gonna do that (laughs) but but really like if fear it's just it starts with self-doubt right if you don't have the confidence in yourself um and you know that it, it all starts with from within like nothing is the only i have a saying i mean you might have heard this um it's don't be your own speed bump because the only thing that can slow you down or stop you in life is yourself and uh you know if somebody really truly wants to do something then they shouldn't let that fear be the thing stopping them they shouldn't let the themselves be the thing stopping them that to me that doesn't. it just doesn't make any sense like if i want if i want to this I want this glass of water here, but my fear is that I'm going to knock it over. I'm going to spill it. Right. I have to just get over that quickly. Like, okay, what, so what, what if I do spill it? What if I do drop the glass and break it? What what is the real, what is the real problem going to be then? You know? Um, And then those just the littlest things that, that that start out that you think you're doubting yourself. Like, I can't pick that up. I'm going to drop it. I can't do that. I'm going to drop it. But really what if you do fail at it? that's 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 what makes you better at things when you start failing at something that's when you start learning how to do it better and um so that's that's you know obviously it starts with confidence and then it starts with knowing that it's okay to fail um like I said, I fail at things every single day every every single day I fail at something you know whether it's uh you know getting up on the toilet <laughs> or you know I miss you know or climbing up and down the stairs or i'm working out and i you know lose one of the bands and they go, go flying across the room. It's okay. I didn't hurt myself. I didn't, I didn't die. Nobody's hurt. Nobody's injured. I, I just fail. I figure out how to tie it up better. So it doesn't go flying or, you know, I figure out how to hold the glass up against, I've had to, I've had to hold the glass up against some crazy things. to get a sip of water before, you know? So, yeah. um, this is just, these is just things that you, you just get over it. You just you need to know it's okay that if you fail at it and, um, and you need to realize that if you do fail at it, you know, the consequences are most of the time, really small, unless you're like worrying about jumping out of an airplane and you, you know, worrying about failing at packing your chute, <laughs> that's a little different. But um, I find that people that have these, this big fear of something and this fear of trying something is, it typically it's, it starts with smaller things and the doubt, of, you know, the doubt they have in themselves and the confidence level. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm, I'm thinking about like how, how, how this plays out in like in my experience with people. And I would say, I would say it's the same. And, and again, like in a way, if you are growing in the environment when, you, when failure is not acceptable and when failure is not an option, as you said, like it's written on those tissues and stuff, then it's going to make you really averse to failure. And a, a, aversion yeah. to failure is basically aversion to learning.
1: One hundred percent. That's that's why I hate when people say failure is not an option because so many like I've heard I've heard big motivational speakers say failure is not an option. Like like that to me, I just want to like slap them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on their YouTube channel and make some funny comments. No, but like, <laughs> but really, like people people that hear those things, they're like, wow, failure is not an option. I can't fail at this. You know and, and that slows them down but when they learn that it's okay to fail and, and like you said failing is, is all part of learning there you go I mean know that it's okay to fail you you want to fail 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 quick fail fast you know fail early and then then you you fi- start learning and figure things out
0: yeah when you when you talk with parents of other children who were born with congenital limb deficiency what are the common worries they're facing? And what are the common, like, what, 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 how, how do you work with these people? What do they need to do? <clears throat> well,
1: a lot of times just after meeting me and meeting my family and my kids and my wife and seeing that I have a full-time job, like honestly, sometimes that's all they need to see is like, wow, my son has the same disability as him. And Ryan's doing everything. Ryan, Ryan has a family. Ryan has a full life, and um, so just like being able to share my life with them alone is a big has a big impact. But what my favorite part uh, of mentoring kids and being part of these kids' uh, lives is being able to share uh, the things that I've learned, the failures that I've learned, like you know, drinking water or um, getting up in my wheelchair or. The many surgeries I've had to have on the ends of my arms because, see what happens when you're when you're born with, uh, like say it's an amputation, right? It's it's a it's a birth defect where you're missing the bone. Well, sometimes we'll like you know we'll we only can lean on our arms. So we don't have hands to lean on, so we'll be leaning on our arm. And as you're a kid, you're slowing the skin growth down, but your bone is in the inside is still growing. So I've had. 12 surgeries on both of like six five and seven surgeries on my arms and you know so I'm sharing these experiences with these families so they can help prevent that like just like Mm -hmm. um, I tell my wife like sometimes just like pulling the skin down on my arm will help make it feel better and when I was a kid you know I didn't I didn't know any of that Um, you -hmm. know there's just sitting up from the flat ground is very difficult so you know I've learned how to like like kind of like balance my weight and flip my weight to sit up so I'm like uh, helping kids be able to learn those things and um, not not all the kids have the exact same uh, length of arms and legs that I have so you know I help them figure out their own way and um, it's just amazing to see see something that we've tried and then see the kid accomplish it It's, it's it's I mean it's like unbelievable it's like it's like teaching your teaching your kid to walk it's like that 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 amazing or teaching your kid to ride a bike it's like wow shoot he caught on quick it's like it's like i can't even explain in words how how much you know, how great it makes it feel to be able to help
0: yeah sounds really sounds really wonderful and and this just makes me wonder again like how how dedicated your parents must have been when you were born with and and there was no one around to help you you know, to help them the way you're helping people today
1: yeah I, um, like I said I couldn't I wouldn't be who I am today without my parents my parents my dad uh, my dad worked a lot my mom was home with with me and my brother uh, all the time and uh, man I, I you know I, I don't remember all the all the times but I remember my mom always being there remember you know I remember my dad always being there too but you know like throughout the day and during the day and helping me figure things out and me saying, oh, I can't do it. And she's saying, oh yeah, you can, you know, you you got this and her pushing me and, and being there to support me. It's just, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that a lot of kids don't have in their lives, um, you know, around the world, you know, they don't have a parent, but maybe both parents work or, you know, there's many reasons, um, but I, I can't imagine then. I wouldn't want to imagine where I would be without my without my parents.
0: Hmm. Were you sometimes pissed at them for for them wanting to do for wanting them for for them wanting you to do everything on your own and you know to grow this independent?
1: No, because honestly, they were always there to make sure and push me to to try things. But sometimes they'd be like, "Okay, I will help you." You know, they would just be so. They were always there to help me. And there's things I couldn't figure out right away. They were always there to help me. But sometimes. uh, you know, I want to do something, and they'll, they'll be like, "No, we'll do it." And they're like, "No, no, now I want to do this." I want to figure this out. <laughs> so yeah, I was never mad at them about that. maybe mad at them sometimes about stepping in and helping me when I was still trying, but uh, you know, that's just a, a parent's love. they're like, "Hey, I don't want to see them struggle, so I'm going to help them out." But so they pushed me to a certain extent, but they were always there, always there to support me and help me too.
0: Mm-hmm. So looking at looking at the, the everyday life how how many things do you need help with or to put it differently how, how independent you can be with with like the the day to day life
1: um 100% 100% uh, 100% i
0: could
1: do every, everything um my wife helps me do things but if she wasn't here i could i could do it 100% um maybe not like wash the dishes and do <laughs> some of those things but like if when i'm hungry no one's home i can eat like i can get my own food um I'm, i might not be making a three course dinner but i can get get food to eat um taking a shower um i can i can do all that myself um a lot of times most of the time my wife uh, will help me out help me do those things but going to the bathroom 100% no 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 assistance getting dressed no assistance uh working when i go to work um i work downtown detroit michigan and um I go to work every day, and uh, there's no like nobody's no. There's no special assistance there or anything. I have a an assistant that helps me do things, but it's not like she's there specifically to help me do anything. It's just like work related stuff. So
0: yeah, I see. Um, I'm I'm curious about another thing which is related to your to your family life and to your to your relationship. And this like how, how did you meet your wife? You were 20 back then, right?
1: Yeah, I was 20, yep. I met her, um I met her at a bar <laughs> and um funny story. So I met her and uh we left the bar and I told my friend I got her phone number and I told my friends, I said I, I just met my future wife and they're like, Yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> people, <laughs> say that, people say that all the time and, and I said, No, I, I feel like I feel like I have a great connection with her. I, I think I met my future wife and um uh, so I waited three days to call her. And she was like, why'd you wait three days to call me? And <laughs> and she said, and I was like, I don't know. It's just, I felt like it. And um, so when, when I was talking to her on the phone, she said, hey, my mom knows you. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And she's like, yeah, I was telling my mom about that I met you and that you had no arms and legs. And um, and she said, is his name Ryan? And I, she's like, yeah, his name's Ryan. And... Um, <laughs> And so when I was yeah it's super creepy and this is before social media so it was really <laughs> <Yeah>. creepy <laughs> um so when I was younger I used to draw these greeting cards to help uh save money cuz I knew I was going to have to pay a lot of money for a vehicle and so when I was like 12 13 14 years old I would draw these greeting cards their christmas cards and uh, birthday cards and her mother bought her one while she was in the navy and sent her one and, um, so she had a card that I drew when she was 20, uh, when she was, what, 19 years old, 20 years old, uh, cause wow. she's, she's a few years older than me. So yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy.
0: Wow. That's really mind blowing. And how, I yeah. wonder how did you, do you remember how you approached, how you approached her or like, like how specifically the conversation started in the bar?
1: Oh, she definitely approached me. <laughs> 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 like most women. <laughs> You can ask her; she's heard some stories. But yeah, most women approached me back then when I was single, (laughs) (laughs) just to talk. Or I mean, I would definitely uh, go out of my way to talk talk to women. But yeah, we we just made eye contact, and like she, I was actually funny thing is I didn't have my wheelchair that night. My friend sometimes like if if we're like going out to bars or whatever, and we're just going into like a local like a local pub, my friend would just carry me in. Uh, (laughs) So. He carried me in the bar and he just, I was just sitting in this chair. So, like, I couldn't even get up to go talk to her. She, like, mm-hmm. she just came over and talked to me. So,
0: wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> on a funny note, again, I was reading the YouTube comments and the one guy wrote, This guy has two kids and I can't even get the text back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I saw that one. <laughs> that one's great. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Man, you read you read a lot of comments. That's
0: great. Yeah, because
1: like 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 some
0: some of the comments were really like spot on, and I just enjoyed it. I laughed so hard after after those first ones with the <laughs> egg <and> the guys <laughs> with the moisturizer. On, I just I just couldn't stop.
1: <laughs> this guy has two kids, and I can't even get a text back. That's great. <laughs> Should put that on a shirt or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. <laughs>
0: so, what's your what's your vision for the for, for what comes up for the future?
1: Well, I'm working on a children's book right now. Um, so I want to put out put out a children children's book. Um, and then uh, I want to I want to start traveling more and meeting meeting families around the world that have children born like me. Um, so that's that's definitely goal of 2020 2021. Post COVID nineteen goals. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's definitely def- definitely my my goals. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the rate
0: of of um, kids being born this way? Like, like how, how many how many people are out there in the world? Uh this the I
1: just I just told somebody this stat a couple of weeks ago. It's something like one in a hundred and seventy-five kids are born missing a finger or a hand, or but being um, both arms and legs, they, they don't even really know. What the, it's probably probably one in a 1 in fifty thousand, maybe, you know, or maybe one in a hundred thousand missing all. But you know, somebody mm-hmm. missing two legs or someone missing an arm and some fingers. It's it's the numbers are higher than you think you would think. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think I think that can make such a massive difference because because I think this um, this urge or this impulse to feel pity and to feel sorry is so deeply ingrained in people that as long as there is no strong role model that it can be done differently, they will automatically fall into you know fall into those patterns, and that basically determines their, what their lives are what their lives are gonna. Be.
1: Yeah, I mean it's pretty much like you said it's it's default to pity and it should be default to positivity. Um, and we have we have so many things in this in this world to be grateful for. Um you know, people are complaining about being home and not being able to go get a haircut, which I see you need to get a haircut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I what got lucky I I do, do so, see. so like I I was just do
0: that yell too loud.
1: <laughs> My my I'm bald. I just shaved my head. I just shaved my head. <laughs> but you know, but people are complaining. Like in Michigan, there's people like that go to our Capitol building and are complaining that part of their cities, a n- part of their town, or part of the state's not open up. You know. Meanwhile, there's people that have are losing everything they own because they're out of work. You know. So it's sad. Like you, people. A lot of people are really selfish these days, and um, it's unfortunate. And uh, I want to make sure that you know I, all the the things i do for families i don't i don't charge money i don't you know i don't it's not it's not about making a dime it's about making an impact mm. and um and that's what i would like to you know i want to i want to not only help these families but also let other people see what i'm doing and and hopefully encourage more you know of making an impact in the world
0: yeah that's beautiful
1: thank you and yeah I want you to comment on my YouTube channel. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and let that, hey, you got to let that guy know that there's no moisturizer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I talked to him. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, I had a question, but he just, just left. Um, what, do people, what do people ask you that's really annoying? Like, this question just came out from somewhere.
1: Um, honestly I don't get annoyed by any questions at all Um, it's like it's a questions and people staring It's I'd rather you know I'd rather people ask me a question than stare but like I said neither of them bother me like but like honestly I feel the only dumb question is the people the questions that don't get you know asked people that assume that um, you know people like people at my work that that I don't work with on a daily basis that might see me People have said, like, oh, what time is someone picking you up? Or, you know, if I get dropped off somewhere, like, what time is that? That's an annoying question. What time is someone, is someone coming to pick you up? Like, no, I drive myself. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I would rather them ask, like, hey, do you drive? Like, oh, that's amazing. Instead of insinuating or thinking, oh, he doesn't drive. Someone's got to pick him up, you know? So mm-hmm. I guess that is kind of annoying. But um, I don't get bothered by any questions. Like, I, I'm, oh, I'm an open book. You can, people can ask me anything. Even awesome. what kind of moisturizer I
0: use. <laughs> and it's so annoying because like, like these questions just get sh- sh- gets shut out on autopilot. I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I could feel it with myself when I was, you know, with th- thinking about the interview. And, I, and I'm like, stop this. Like, like I, 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 saw, I saw your videos. I know. This is why I asked you the question in the beginning. How you define yourself? Because I knew you... you um, I knew you said that, that you don't like when people define you as a guy with no arms and no hands. And there, there yeah. are all these things, like being a father, being a husband, being a speaker, being a coach and stuff. And you happen to have no arms and legs. Yeah. So. Awesome. And uh, when, it comes to, when it comes to speaking, what kind, of, what kind of people are questioning? What kind of questions are, are people usually asking? Like, what, what is the repeated question that, that people can, you know? um me mm-hmm. with and um. um honestly they they
1: ask me they always ask me what's my goals they always 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 ask me like what I want to do like what's my next what do I want to do next and um that's always like or, or another one is what they ask me is like what's something that you wanted to do that you haven't done yet um and my answer is i've done everything i wanted to do um, the things that I want to do now, I'm going to do. And if there's something that I haven't done, I, I didn't really want to do it. <laughs> so my answer is my, my always super confusing, but it's the truth. It's like, if I really want to do something, I'm going to do it. And uh, if I haven't done it yet, then, you know, I, I believe that. Everybody's that way. Like, if you really want something, you're going to do it. And if, and if you just say, yeah, I, I want to do that, maybe you just kind of want to do it. Like, if mm. you want to do something, you're, you, you know you're going to do it. You know, yeah. you, you have the power in you to do it.
0: There's the kind of difference between I, I want something and I should do that versus I want something and I must do it and I know I will yeah do it. Yeah. And you seem like you think in the second way, in the second kind of way.
1: Yeah. I always uh, tell people it's like it's, it's not enough to know, it's not enough to think you can do something. It's not enough to believe you can do something. You have to know you can do something. And um, I believe that everything my entire life is just, I always knew. Like, people would mistake my confidence for cockiness because I'd be like, yeah, I, I can do that. They're like, wait, how, wait, you haven't done it. Have you practiced like flying a plane, landing a plane? Yeah, I can do that. Like, most people would be like, I don't know, I'll try. Like, no, that's not, that's not, that's not how you do it. You, you got to attack it as if you already did it. And, um, yeah, I can do that. I already did it. Like, when did you do that? In five minutes from now, I did, did it, you know? So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, until now, I think I only saw landing plane, you know, without, like landing plane. Intuitively, I only saw saw this in in movies, and like it was like the happy end of of, of everything. <laughs> so it was like the first person in the real life that proved that. Yeah, and I yeah. think there were some deers involved. Were not there?
1: oh yeah, that's uh, you heard the longer story. Yeah, so we're landing. We're about to landing land the plane, uh, and it's it's like like next to Detroit, Michigan, and there's a lot of, it's like a nature, nature-ish area, and these deer, there was like a hundred deer running over the landing strip, and I literally saw my life flash, I mean, because we're in a a small plane, so like we hit three deer and we're probably done, and there was hundreds of them, and uh, I'm coming down, and we're too low to like pull back up and take off, plus this is my first time, and so I don't know how to pull back down and pull back up, um so i landed it and luckily thank god they they were they, were, they moved out of the way in time <laughs> that's crazy <And laughs> guys- that would have been a bloody mess they'd be like oh ryan crashed the plane like no he <laughs> ran into some deer like what? <laughs> like
0: what what was the least real thing that can happen in this world <laughs> <laughs>
1: could you could you imagine the youtube comments after that <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's like. People would kill themselves, you know, to, to, to be right about like what could have happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much, Ryan. <clears throat> and thank you. Before... Sorry, it
1: took me a little bit to get with you. <laughs> Say it again. I said sorry. It took me a little bit to get
0: on with you. Oh, no a problem. Um, if people want to follow you and get, get more, get to know more about your work and, and who you are, where where can they follow you?
1: Uh, they can go to my website,
0: lookmomnohands.com
1: or my Instagram is lookmomnohands or my YouTube is lookmomnohands. They're all (laughs) (laughs) lookmomnohands.com and Instagram and YouTube.
0: Okay. Awesome. So thank you so much, thank you so much for, for sharing, sharing your story and your insights. And is there anything you My want pleasure. to are listening with before we wrap up?
1: Uh, don't moisturize. That's all. That's <laughs> all <yeah. laughs> and always stay positive. Um, remember, the only thing that's going to slow you down in life is yourself. So don't be your own speed bump.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you.